0: By doing so, you will be supporting meaningful Jewish educational content, funding the next generation of leaders, as well as furthering Jewish wisdom to people all over the country and all over the world. Please visit www.valleybetemidrash.org. Thank you so much and enjoy the program. Shalom chevra. It's an honor and delight to be here with Rev Alan Yoder, who teaches for Torah Riva. Um, Jerusalem after a career in the American modern orthodox rabbinate. He also pursued an academic career focusing on Jewish legal theory and thought. He was ordained at JTS and NYU, the Israeli chief rabbinate, and holds Yadin Yadin from Rav David weiss His PhD was from NYU in Hebrew literature. Rav Yuder is someone who pushes us forward in moral clarity and halachic uh, clarity. Uh, in modern orthodoxy today. Rabbi Dr. Uter, thank you for taking time. My name is Alan. Alan, thanks for taking time. So to jump right in, in your work you distinguish between the ultra-orthodox and modern orthodox approaches to halakha, to Jewish law. Can you explain a little bit about some of the differences?
1: Well, there are three ways law can be understood. Natural law, which is not that popular in Judaism, that's where one person intuits the mind of God. Legal realism, where law is what the judge says it is, and for a revelation system we use legal positivism. This law is the law is the law. Our problem is we don't always believe that the law should be observed, but rather we use the law as an excuse to follow regnant culture. God didn't give a culture at Mount Sinai, he gave a law. Law changes with the times because when you have a, a formula c equals two pi r, you change the radius, you change the circumference. The formula remains constant. Jewish legal system doesn't change. The way we apply it has to change if we have different realities before us. This was understood by two non-Orthodox rabbis, Friedrich Nietzsche and Marcel Foucault. Perspective counts. Utatis mutandis. situations are different. We uh, behave differently. There are laws in the Talmud how to heal people. You will be sued for medical malpractice if you apply them today.
0: <laughs> amazing, amazing. So so what happens? Uh many people think about this. What happens if there's a contradiction between the letter of the law and the needs of Klaus Israel, the needs of the Jewish people, or the needs of a particular individual? Or stated differently, what happens when there's a legal clash with an ethical with an ethical clash?
1: Well, I don't believe that there's a difference between law and ethics because every law has a normative value and an ethic has a normative value. The, jurisprud, the Jewish jurisprudence from Berkeley and Vienna, Hans Gelsen, says ethical laws are as subjective but they're not enforceable. Legal laws are su- are subject to onus for, for sanction. And I'm not so sure that's really true. I'll give an example. We have some people say Judaism is not pro-life. Oh. If you look in the Gemara in Arachin, page seven side B, the shame of the woman is grounds for abortion. We don't like to quote that because we find that Gemara and Arachin, page seven side B, embarrassing. According to Jewish law, medical care and education are rights, rights, not something that you buy in a free market. The doctor ideally should be paid by the bezdin, not by the patient. In other words, single payer. I didn't make that law. I'm not a progressive. I, I don't know right from left. I'm nearsighted. I don't know which way I'm going, but up. I see <laughs> it the way God wants me to go, and it comes. With, very often we have different ways of looking at things. I'm happy you're laughing because the post says, Pakude Hashem Yesharim" in the plural, in the PL. <laughs> So, so you turn to ethical issues. They say, women shouldn't learn Torah. The Rambam sees that as an Isur. That's very nice. That is the diction of a description, not a prescription. How do I know that women are allowed to study Torah? Not because I'm a liberal or because I'm a conservative, but because the law says so. In Tosef 2.12, women can study Mishnah. Conversation over. No room for compromise, because that's what the law says. Or, the notion they have a big argument about drafting women in the Israeli army. I have a, a daughter who's in Sheirut Le'umi. They say, it's not modest. Well, how do you know it's not modest? Where does the Gemara say that? What the Gemara does say is the everyone gets drafted. That's the law. They're going to ask me, what do I say to the Chazonish? I am going to say a positive. If I have a between the Talmud and the Chazonish, I don't have a machloka. And a gentleman whom you studied with, or a friend of mine, Rabbi rabbeinu Yaakov love. And he got into trouble at Ruria, when we was teaching there, he told the women the halacha is you have to wear a head covering with a snood, a cap, a mitpacha but not a wig. Because the Gemara in Shabbos, page 64, side B, says no shaitos on Shabbos. Go argue with them. There are laws we don't like, we pretend they're not there. You can, all the laws are there. You have to read the entire Torah. You have to use your head. The head has to be screwed into the rest of the body. So the law it works Hatsur Mishpat. God gave the Torah right first time, but we don't like to follow it if we, we are embarrassed by it. So I don't see that many ethical conflicts.
0: so in so in applying the um the um, the the system we've inherited, to new challenges. Who has the authority who has the authority to decide on these new issues um, that have the needs of the hour? And are our institutions doing a good job of producing people with this type of authority and expertise today? Our institutions
1: are doing a horrid job of teaching it. You, when you study with Rav Dov Linzer or Biakov Love, you're getting methodology. There was a fellow by the name of David Landis who wrote a PhD at Princeton on the yu based medrash. You can study Bikiyas, you can study uh, ideas, concepts. There are two things they will not teach you. The levels approach, how the Gemara actually got written and how to derive psaac from the Gemara. The, what they will never give you is the keys to the authority. My son, Rav Josh Uter, you may know the gentleman, said it's interesting, his mecha says he's the Horah. They tell you you're not the Horah. When are you the Horah? That's I think your real question you know how to make a tshuva an answer that is socially appropriate, that does not violate the Allah of Ravina and Rasheh. They are so fara'ah, Gemara of 86. They are the last people who can make apodictic sock. Not me, not you, not Melissa Skudoliya Torah, not the Council of Young Israel rabbis. If you pop sock, says Rav, Dov, Rav Daniel Sperber, it's consistent with the conclusion of the Gemara that's sock is kosher. There are people, the example. The core issue of sexism is not in a very popular issue, but I don't, they don't study Shita at YCT, I don't believe, but I had to do it for my smicha at YU. And it says, the Gemara answers, women get to do shkita. We didn't like it in the middle ages. Okay, you have a right to make an Easter, but that binds the community. It doesn't bind every community for all time. That only can do that.
0: So so, uh, there, so, so actually, there are some guys who do Shita Shchita at, at at YCT. Personally, I'd rather we do away with Shchita altogether. I mean, not Shchita, but you know, shechting anything or anyone. <laughs> I have a question for you.
1: Yeah. What are you going to do Pesach when they have to
0: eat the korban Pesach? Well, I, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm davening that Rav Cook is right that we're just going to have a mincha, a korban mincha.
1: <laughs> well, uh, he, here, here uh, there will be some achlokes when I come to the Allah I'm prepared to surrender to what it really says based on pure pshat 90% of the time you will like the answer and there's a control on us because we don't like to have prophetic psaac where the guy the post reads the mind of God Eliezer Ben-Hurkunas read the mind of God in the 59b in Baba Messiah and he got into trouble because he had he read the pshat correctly if I have an oven that goes into parts that don't have a use they don't have to the the tumor goes away. The Chazal didn't like that idea as policy. So they made a He wouldn't buy it. And God said, Well, you're right. But God, we say, God, mind your own business. You gave the Torah to us. Masara Yehoshua. Once it was handed over, it's in our jurisdiction. God will make punish us if we don't do it correctly. But it's not in God's place to intervene. We say, vanai." vanai. We the Torah says you're spit in the face of the of the of, of the guy who won't give you a it could be in front of him. Those are the words that God said. We have to fill up what God said, not what we think God intended. The concept of Dats Torah does appear in the Torah. It appears in Sefer B'midbar. It says, Yodaya Dats Elyon. Problem is Bilam said that, not Moshe. We don't read the mind of God. We read God's words. And those words are right.
0: And they're okay, so, embarrassing Let's say I spent some years in yeshiva learning, Talmud, and Halacha, Shoch, Aruch, or in seminary, and... Uh, uh, but I never learned how to apply any of this stuff. Um, you know, I've learned chuvas, I've learned to shuvahs on, you know, how people in the 20th century made decisions. But what is my process? I'm living in 2020 in Israel, in, in Eretz Israel, or in, in America, and I, am, I have a pressing new challenge, a technological innovation, a gender or sexuality issue, and I don't see gadolim around me who are wrestling with those issues. How do I begin to take Talmud and shochan aruch, and or whatever else we have, but and the you know shuvas we've inherited. And how do I begin to apply the halach we've inherited to this new challenge that I'm looking at? Can, and maybe you can even walk us through an example.
1: Okay, I use the example of, of 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 choice. No one likes to quote what they don't like. Rav Moshe says it's like murder. He come from Roman Catholic Poland. He also said we don't do. Cremation, because it's denial of That's fine. Is that, do we have a source for that in our tradition? Or is that in the Roman Catholic canon law? In other words, he was a product of his world. And we're all influenced by the product of our world, whether we admit it or not. The reason we need to learn limu is to inoculate yourself, to know where it's from and how to weigh it. We're told to use our heads. And you have a, a, a halacha in Rambam, Hilchos Mamrim, chapter two, paragraph four. In min Azmonim, you have an emergency. The Rav can suspend, not nevatel, suspend the law. Kedeila Hakriv Rabim to bring people back to religion. An interesting example. I got into heap big trouble when I was still a member of the Rabbinical Assembly. I thought that their response to using a car when Shabbat didn't work. Because fire is fire, and they call it combustion because it's fire. When I came across the Rambam in two, Mamrim 2.4, Arav is allowed to suspend the law without a synhedrin. You have rabbinic discretion. Not because we're legal realists, because the law itself says in an emergency, use your head or else you're dead. When we made a war against the Romans, we thought God would help us. God said, I didn't give you right to go to war against the Romans. Rabbi Akiva was wrong and R- Rabbi Yochanan Mazakai, the pacifist, happened then to be a right. you don't pick on armies bigger than you. In other words, we're supposed to use our heads, and the Rambam says make psak. Ma no and I don't agree we don't have poskim, Rabbi Riskin, Rabbi Hefter, Rabbi Love, Rabbi Linzer, Rabbi Daniel Sperber, my teachers, Rav HaLivni and Rav Chacham Fa'ur, they read shot, and, and all of them share one characteristic: they go back to the sources and say, "What do they really say?" According to philology, you can't make a good pesach on a bad reading. Chazon says we go by what our ancestors do. Yirmiyahu Hanavi had a problem with that. You know why? Because according to the tradition, he wrote the book of Eicha, and in Eicha chapter five, 6 seven, it says, "Our ancestors didn't always get it right." We give them respect, we give them love, but we have to make up our own mind in our, what Foucault calls, our time horizon. Now, I don't always have the answers. That's why I pick up the phone and I call people. And I don't have, and there, there are halachas that I find uncomfortable, but God didn't ask me if I'm comfortable. Look, Avram Avinu es Kaddash Baruch Hu, af rasha. In other words, Mr. God, you are unethical. Did Abraham pass a test or fail a test by asking that question? At the end of Sefer in chapter 42, God says to Mr. Eliphaz, you didn't speak about me, Nachon. I don't want a cheerleader. I want the questioning. You're not prepared to ask the question. Your faith is faulty. Rav Cook wrote that. You need a little bit of kvira to inoculate you from false belief and smugness. That's
0: gaivadik. In other words, we don't have all the answers. You're allowed to say, I don't know. Okay, amazing. So uh, I I think my last question is, what, um, how do you think about the role of minhag in Pesach today? This, this notion that we are, we look to our local community for, uh, for structure and for, and for norms. Even pukhazi, we go out and look at what people are doing, you know, but we live in an increasingly globalized, globalized society, where people call a posik on the other side of the world, or they look online for a trufa given in a different context, do we still care about our local context, more, uh, more or less, or do we think about Kal Yisrael at large? I guess interplaying there also is how we think about the Ashkenazi-Sephardi uh, lineage.
1: Well, if the, if the local minag does not violate the halacha of the Gemara, in my opinion, go with it. And if it violates the gemara, you have to figure a way to do the right thing and not do the minag home in a way that doesn't cause mach locus. For example, I always sit for the Ten Commandments. And it's a locus between Rabbi, Rabbi Moshe Feinstein and Rav Yosef. 10 commandments are not more important than anything else. Rabbi Moshe wants to keep Orthodox society unchanging because change dislocates. That's why the some sefer was so careful about it. But he also says, And that's wrong. In it can be For instance, there's a bracha that some people say, and I tell women not to say it, that bracha doesn't appear in the Gemara. It's a sexist edition. Yes, it's sexist. The people after the Gemara have a right to make new brachas. Read my list. No new brachas. I'm not beating around the bush.
0: <laughs> okay, Shkoyach Rav you should have a, a lot of bracha and your continued, uh, continued work in, in, in uh, teaching and writing. Thank you. Have a great day and a great Shabbos. good Shabbos.